Okay, hey y'all, welcome to today's episode of Every Mom Needs a Friend. Hopefully you are having just the best day, the best cup of coffee, the best glass of wine, and I don't know, every meal is good. I hope your kids are kind. I hope you got a good night's sleep. And I was just wanting to give you a little intro, but a really short one, because I just want to move you into today's episode. It's so good, so rich, um, and it starts with this story that I cannot get out of my head, and I hope it sits with you the way it sat with me for a while now. Uh, It's so good. So I just don't want to delay anymore. So here we go. Listen up. Okay, y'all, I have to tell you the story. I was in BSF the other day. And if you know BSF, you know, it starts with this like going over homework time. So you have your kind of small group time, and then you go into lecture, and then you do the homework before next week. So we were in the kind of like homework sharing time. And there was a lady there who always is so insightful. I feel like whenever she speaks, I'm like so keen to listen because she always brings this insight. I also think she's had a really tough life. So she has this perspective that I believe like she has a deep love for Jesus. And so that kind of shines through with everything that she says. But this story that she spoke about just stuck with me. And it's a fake story. It's an anecdote. But it's just a really good picture of kind of what I want to talk about today and really the basis of this whole episode. It's this idea of maybe. Maybe. So, okay. The story is, long ago there was a man who had a son who he deeply loved And he didn't have much. He had his wife and his son, and they had just one horse. One day, his son was riding the horse, and the horse bucked him off, and he broke his leg. And they lived in a really small town, so everybody in town rushed to their house to ask him how he was doing, and he told them about his son breaking his leg, and they said, oh my goodness, that's so horrible, to which the father said, maybe. And they all were confused by that, because they're like, no, it's horrible that your son broke his leg. Like you only have one son and he broke his leg. And he goes, maybe. And then a week later, the army was coming through town and they were getting all the recruits of able-bodied men. And they saw that this son who was of right age, he had broken his leg. And so they passed over him and he didn't have to go to war. And so all the townspeople came rushing to the house because, you know, so many of their sons had to go to war and this father's son did not have to go to war. And so they said, oh my gosh, isn't it amazing that he broke his leg because then he didn't have to go to war. Isn't that so amazing? And he goes, maybe. And then if you think about, you know, they had this one horse that this kid fell off of and he was tied up. And ultimately the family was a little scared to use him because he just bucked the son off the horse. And, um, you know, but this was their one horse that they had for doing all of their like plowing and their transportation. And the one horse was tied up to their house or in his pen and he ran away. And so All the townspeople came up to the house and asked the father, like, how are you? That's horrible. Your horse ran away. That's your only form of transportation. That's your only way that you're going to be able to plow the fields. And the dad just replied, maybe. And they said, no, 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 it's horrible. Like, what are you going to do? Like, I don't have an extra horse for you to be able to use. So what are you going to do? And he said, I don't know. And they said, well, that's horrible. And he said, maybe. And then two days later, that horse brought back five wild horses with him to be able to have this guy live in excess with extra horses. He was able to sell one of the horses, make some money. And all the people in town came to him and said, oh my gosh, isn't this amazing? You know, you had only one horse and you had no horse and now you have so many horses. And he said, maybe. And I just think this story has stayed with me. I don't know why. I just think that like something about the like, 
I don't know, the shock of just like hearing maybe. And to think that we can live in a peace-filled state, literally in Jesus' name, we can fall asleep on a boat amidst the storm. And and I have to tell y'all, I have been rocked. Um, my world's been rocked since If Gathering last year. I feel like every year of If Gathering is so good. And if you don't know what I'm talking about, it's this annual women's conference that's in Texas. And uh, I've gone to it for the past couple of years, and I am pumped that it's coming up. And, you know, last year they broke down Psalm 23, and it was just so rich and so good. And I just wanted to read Psalm 23 to you right now. And I want to encourage you or like ask you to just like listen to me say this Psalm. And I want you to listen for what sticks out to you. And I wonder if it is depending on like how you are, like how you're feeling about life right now. Um, Okay, so Psalm 23, the Lord is my shepherd. I lack nothing. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside quiet waters. He refreshes my soul. He guides me along the right paths for his namesake. Even though I walk through the darkest valley, I will fear no evil for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup overflows. Surely your goodness and mercy will follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Oh, so rich, y'all. But okay, let's continue to break down this idea of maybe going off of that story I told you just a second ago and just talking about how we can have joy amidst our circumstances. And the Gospel Correlation, who I urge you to follow, talks about how we should, quote, consider that God's omniscience means that he knows our needs. His omnipotence ensures us he can meet them. His compassion moves him to care about them. His providence confirms that every unmet need has a loving, even if hidden purpose. So I've been thinking about this and I've been thinking about Psalm 23 and I've been thinking about so many things, especially amidst that story of maybe. And I've just been simmering on what is a good anecdote for like how you can have joy in circumstances or not let your circumstances rob you of your joy. And what I've come up with, and tell me if this is a stretch, but what it feels like is a bullseye drawing. And I want you to picture with me a large bullseye laying flat on the ground, like a huge one, where you're standing at the center, you're the center dot, and your circumstances are all the things that are happening around you, all swirling around you, both good and both bad. So like good, the things that are flying past you that are good are like great night of sleep, children's milestones, like like PJ walking this year or L losing a tooth or Kate making it to the potty as we're in potty training. Or with Christopher, we just get great food on a date night. And gosh, if you know, you know about me and Costco and how I appreciate the large spaces or in college, we would say you got princess parking if you got one of those perfect front spots. So those are good just circumstances. But then you have bad. So like bad would be like your coffee going cold or like your children fighting or whining, which is real life for me right now. Um, It could be a phone breaking or a lost wallet or miscommunication with your spouse or running late and getting stuck in traffic or sickness or a diagnosis or a lost job. Gosh, even like when you're short tempered and you walk by a drawer and your robe pocket catches on the knob, is there anything more frustrating? (sighs) So, okay, we can agree that Typically and without thought, our joy is determined by our circumstances. 
even non-believers have days that just feel good and their circumstances are so good that they are experiencing joy, even if they aren't acknowledging the joy giver or who the blesser is. And simply put, our aim as believers is to have the capacity to acknowledge that the blessings around us are God-given, but believer and non-believer still experience days that are awesome, but also believer and non-believer still experience days that suck. You know, they say for unbelievers that that fleeting joy of earth is the closest that they'll get to heaven. And for the believers, the horribleness of this earth is the closest that they'll get to hell. So if you go back to that bullseye drawing and you think of yourself in the middle and every ring around you are the things that are happening around you and to you, what if you had a fixed inner circle that you know was a decision of faith to know that God is good even when your circumstances aren't good? That means that if the second and third layer are good, then icing. But if the second and third layers suck, then you still have the insulation, the protection of the first ring. But this means that you have to keep your priorities in check. You know, acknowledgement always of who brings the good and discipline of waking up every day and setting your posture and North Star towards Jesus. That obedience over time will create this seemingly impenetrable first ring. So the big question for today, let's just end and talk about something that I want you to kind of like bring forth into your day. I want you to put on your God lens and allow yourself to worship the creator, not the created. Worship the giver, not the gift. So warm up your hands. Ready? One, two, three. Okay. What are you currently struggling with that you would consider your stumbling block to doubt of God's goodness? What are you currently struggling with that you would consider your stumbling block of doubt to doubt the reason you doubt God's goodness? And I'm not above this, y'all. There are things with my marriage and kids and family and circumstances that continually tempt me to unbelief. But I aim every day to return to the Father and reset this thinking, this unbelief, and remember that my hope is secure though I may not understand the present circumstances, you know? And this makes me think of the Gospel Coalition reminding me that while unbelievers hope for the happiness from this world, believers hope for happiness in or amidst the world as they enjoy God's good gifts with grateful hearts. And y'all, hopefully at this point, if you've listened to the podcast, you know that my life verse, my forever love is Lamentations 3, 22 through 23, which is because of the Lord's great love, we are not consumed for his compassions never fail. They are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. Great is your faithfulness. And I just want y'all to at least rest in the newness of the morning. You could be having the worst day, the worst circumstances. And I just feel like let everything be clearer in the morning. So if it's the best day of your life or it's the worst day, is it really bad? Maybe. (laughs) Okay, maybe. (laughs) My gals, that is my hope for you for today. It was so sweet to unpack that with y'all. And I just hope you hop over to Instagram and join me in this conversation a little more. Um, I hope y'all are having a wonderful day. And I look forward to talking to you next week. Okay, love you. Bye. Bye.